Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change. March is Women's History Month. It's a month designated for all of us to reflect upon the contributions of women to events in history and contemporary society. Women's History Month traces its beginning back to the first International Women's Day in 1911. This year, International Women's Day will be celebrated on March 8th. The theme is, An Equal World is an Enabled World. Whether it's your mother, aunt, sister, girlfriend, or just friend, Celebrate the women in your life, in your community, and in the world this month. As we celebrate women this March, I'm excited to introduce you to my sister collector, colleague, collaborator, curator, and partner in crime, Kizzy Joseph. Kizzy is a mother, Reiki healer, and aspiring children's wellness coach. We'll be talking to Kizzy more later this month to learn about her unique perspective on the collections show. Today, Kizzy and I will be talking with Danielle Hall, also known as Passion the Lioness. Danielle is a poet, model, actress, and mentor. Through her poetry and work as a model actress, she empowers women to love themselves just as they are. Passion the Lioness pushes back against societal images of what a woman should be and look like with her message of body positivity. Danielle, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. We're doing good. How's so you're born were you born in Fort Worth? Yes, originally originally born in Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, um, it's I we do occasionally have guests on from Texas, but not that many. So, what was life like growing up in Fort Worth? Um, it's okay, I guess. Um, a lot of out of out of towners feel like uh, we just ride around on horses and stuff. That's not necessarily true, <laughs> but we do have a few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Fort Worth, like I know, I know people who are from Dallas and from Fort Worth, and I know people from Fort Worth say that Dallas is a suburb of Fort Worth, and people from Dallas say that Fort Worth is a suburb of Dallas. But did you go back and forth between the two cities? Yeah, I'm always in between Dallas and Fort Worth. I'm a, I'm actually going to be in Dallas tomorrow, so. Um, they're right next to each other, even though we are separate. Now, I know that you're a poet, a model, an actress, and a mentor. What influenced you, particularly in writing poetry? Well, I used to always watch the show, but we should. And they used to have the little poetry segment on there where she used to go and get on stage and do her poetry. And so that inspired me to start wanting to do that. Did you get a lot of encouragement in school or from from your parents and family members to do this? Well, my friends and my family. My mom is one of my biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started off doing like the little love letters and stuff, you know. It started out cute and then it, it expanded into something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. 
So did you write poetry? Did did you ever have any of your teachers critique your poetry or hear you do it? Did they encourage you or did they go like, oh, you're just doing what's popular, you know, like watching on TV and say, you know, because I know sometimes many people like they don't get that encouragement, particularly young people in school because they're not doing that traditional form of uh, poetry or writing. I had an English teacher. She was very encouraging. Um, I actually got into the TCU program, writing journalism program. So that was pretty awesome. Um, but I did realize journalism wasn't my thing. But poetry is definitely one of my loves. So um, poetry is therapy. <laughs> mm-hmm. How how so? How is poetry therapy for you? Um, with everything that I've been through, um, at one point in time, I tried to commit suicide, and it definitely helped me through that, that process, just writing out my feelings when I can't, I feel like I can't talk to anybody, or I feel like nobody really understands. Actually writing it down and writing my feelings out, that actually helps, instead of keeping it bottled in. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you started to perform your poetry for other people? I was about 18, going on 19. Um, I started off in a slam. Slam is like a competition. And then eventually I just went to like the open mics and stuff and met a lot of great artists and poets and different, you know, different kind of people. You know, you said how your poetry was like sort of therapeutic and you went into some pretty deep things, like you said. Um, how difficult was that, and what was the rec- how difficult was it for you to express it on the stage? You know, from once one thing to write it down for yourself, but then when you get out there and you're doing it between strangers and even people who know you who maybe not didn't know those feelings that you had, how difficult was that, and what was the reception you got? Um, I mean, I still get nervous till this day, but starting off, like, it was just like, I just had to get it off my chest. Like, I'm hurting. Like, I need y'all to understand where I'm coming from. And so, I remember this one time, this lady came up to me and she said, I inspired her. And I didn't, I, I didn't understand at that moment. I'm like, how can I inspire somebody that's older than me? But you can, you know. It doesn't matter the age, you know. You can always inspire somebody else. So that's what that that's what keeps me going is that other people may need to hear that to keep going because I know I'm not the only person that's going through certain things. Mm-hmm. Now I have friends here who are slam poets, and it can be pretty competitive. Um, how long did you do slam poetry, or did you after a while just sort of like segue from that to wanting to do the open mic piece? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a slam poet at all. I don't like competition. Um, I might go to a slam competition just to, you know, support, but me actually doing that, that's not my thing. Um, so I've been in a few, but it's not my thing. So I just, I'm more like a free-spirited, open-mic type of poet. Mm-hmm. And is there a lot of, of venues there in the Fort Worth, Dallas areas for, um, for poetry, for open mics? It's more in Dallas than it is in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we were introduced be- for by um, Eddie Pierce, who I know from Chicago, and he said he had the privilege of performing, being on stage with you. How did that come about? Yes, um, we actually went to this um, event that they had. It was like with different performers and different artists and it was really chill. They had like live music, wine, it was real it wasn't real chill. It wasn't a rowdy crowd. It was grown and sexy. And um his poem, his poetry was like so inspiring as well as he felt mine was and so that's how we connected on that type of level and we just stayed in contact mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. Now you also have have take putting your your hand in on acting. Did you find doing open mics and performing poetry? Did that sort of lead you into acting? Has it helped make it easier for you to go and take on some acting roles? Yes, the poetry does help, but I'm actually a character, you know, in itself. So. <laughs> 
So it, it's not true for the only hard part is actually like remembering the lines. So like the acting part, that's easy. But just like remember the lines and staying in tune with the character. So um, I think as you practice, practice makes perfect. So yeah. You know, I had talked. I've talked to a number of, of poets and artists, and I talked to Andrea Jenkins, who is now she went into a political life, and she's on the city council in Minneapolis, and she was saying that having been a poet, and how you have to think about putting your words down and the meaning and how they impacted her, helped her now as she goes out and she has to explain a policy or something to people and it helps you know because she thinks she knows her words are powerful and have meaning you also have done some mentoring work do you find that knowing the power that words can have helps as you try to help others of course of course and you don't want to be um you know to judge um i feel like a lot of people feel like they're a judge and so they just shut down when somebody feel like you can kind of relate to them and they can be open with you, it works much better. Do you ever use your poetry as a means to open those doors when you're mentoring or you're talking to a different group? Do you ever use your poetry to like sort of like help them let their barriers down so that they open up to talk about what's going on with them? Yes, sometimes, sometimes, but most of the times if you just have like a personal conversation to them with them a heart to heart and just you know get to actually understand and actually listen a lot of people they just they they don't actually understand you they listen but they don't actually understand so I listen to understand and actually help and hope that it makes a difference in their life so did you always when did you become Passion the Lioness? And what was that? What made you decide to to be Passion the Lioness? And do you always perform as that? And how is she different from Danielle? Well, Passion, my passion actually stands for Plans and Sessions Set In on Novels. And the Lioness is because I'm a Leo. Mm. So, of course, that ties in together. But, um, I've always been passionate. The lioness just kind of came in because I am a Leo and I'm very strong and I'm a go-getter. I, I'm all about my business. So when I, I took the brand and I was just like, you know what, this is going to be my brand name. Nobody can represent passion the lioness like I can. And so I just took that and I ran with it. I made it my own. Because you will hear a lot of passion, but mine is then apart from those others. Do you find that, I mean, because just like that, I, did, I thought, you know, I was trying to think of, I hear the passion in your poetry. I've, you know, I've listened to some of it, and I hear that, and that's what I was thinking, you know. I mean, passion can mean like grabbing life and everything. Do you find that explanation that you have, does that change how people see you? Do some people want to take it literally as passionate expect you to be talking like strictly erotic poetry or something like that when they see passion the lioness um no i mean i do have erotic poetry but i write a lot based on my experiences or something that i can relate to i'm very real deep and raw you know you take it or leave it (laughs) that's just how i've always been um i feel like you you should be your authentic self like you don't you shouldn't have to hide yourself for anyone Mm -hmm. yeah and then so so when people come up to you now afterwards do they say hey passion or do they you know uh do you find yourself sometimes wanting to to step back and say for a minute well wait a minute today i'm danielle you know well, my my definitely like family and friends or like people that see me on Facebook, they call me Danielle. But most of the people in the industry, they call me Passion. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of separate that. And when you're working as a model, Passion. Mm-hmm. So. I have a question about um, your modeling. 
Danielle, um, on your website, you mentioned that your you going into modeling gave you this confidence, and I found that so fascinating, especially since you know the dominant narrative of people going into modeling, specifically black models, you know, is the opposite. Like they don't feel secure in their image. They, you know, aren't able to thrive because of the discrimination within the model industry. And I found that fascinating that you said modeling helped you gain confidence. Can you, you know, kind of explain and, you know, discuss that journey about, you know, your modeling? Well, I feel now in this day and time, uh, modeling is expanding, so it's not as, you know, um, small as, like, it used to be, where you have to be this distinct size, you know. Don't get me wrong, you do have sizes, like, now um, they make plus size, so, like, where you have, you're, like, an eight now, where it used to be, I think, like, a 10 or a 12, so you do still have those type of standards, but it's a little bit more lenient. Um, but as I said before, like, I have got so many people that have been inspired by my modeling journey and everything like that. And so that gives them hope that they can in, in, in tune be, you know, in tune with their self. You know, you don't have to necessarily be a model, but just like, you know, believing in yourself, feeling that you are beautiful, you know, feeling that you have a purpose in life. So that's the biggest thing to me. How did you, what made you decide to start to model? Um, like I said before, um, when the poetry, the words just got too much, where I couldn't, I didn't want to be in that sad space anymore. Um, I've seen a casting call in Dallas, and I was like, you know, I'm going to try it out. <laughs> and I end up, at first I got really frustrated because I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't do it, but I kept at it. I kept working on it, and it became something that I, I, and you know, in return, in turn, actually love. So I kept doing it. You know, if it's something that you want, you you work hard for it. Nothing that is worth anything comes easy. So that I will say. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I find I also like that, that part, how you found the confidence and how you talk about how you were, you say that at one point you were, you felt like you were lost in life and you weren't confident. And then how here, someone who you could go for that, many people would say, you know, and now she models, you know, she does poetry, she's been an actress. And do you see yourself as a role model for other African-American women, young women? I wouldn't say I'm a role model. You know, I'm just another human being, just like everybody else. Like, I feel like, um, especially in the industry, like, we as people put um, too much on, like, especially, like, entertainers and stuff. Like, there are people just like us, you know. Um, But I will say that I will like to you know, like, give that encouragement to younger girls and even women, you know, um, that feel like they don't have a purpose in life because we all have a purpose in life. And you just do whatever you love, no matter how it makes anybody else feel. If it's not harming anybody, you know, um, just live your best life. That's, that's what I will say. Well, we're going to take our first break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about your influence and message as far as body positivity. So we will be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com.
here on Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm Michelle Brown, and I'm being joined by my colleague today, Kizzy Joseph, as we talk with Danielle Hall, better known as Passion the Lioness. Passion, um, I was looking at your website. You have some really powerful videos on there where you have women of, of all shapes and sizes, and you talk about body positivity. Talk about those videos and how they came to came to be. Um, I I like the one perception, and I like all of them. How you have all these different women. How did you come about doing these videos? Well, with those particular particular videos, um, I just had surgery. I have a condition called hydrogenitis supertiva, and it can be very painful. It's like little balls that grows in your sweat glands. And mm. I just had surgery on that, and I was just feeling like real, like, ugh. Like, and especially like in society, like you have to look a certain way. You have to, you know, uh, feel like you're included in this world. If you don't look a certain type of way, you feel like you don't belong. And so I was like, you know what? Let let me do something to, you know, if I'm always, always about women empowerment and, like you said, body positivity. And so I got a few of my friends and fans, and we just put this together. Um, and just to let the world know, you don't have to be subjected to one body, um, one look, or you know, <laughs> I'm not sure the words that I'm trying to trying to get out. But yeah, you could just be your, yourself. You don't have to um, be a standard size. You can just be yourself and still be beautiful within your own skin. Well, for your condition, do you have to do anything particular? Because I know that you know. Being a model and acting, I mean, it involves the whole makeup. Do you have to do anything special to prevent or live with this condition? You definitely um, have to watch what you eat, exercise. Um, like I said, it grows in your sweat glands. So, of course, when it's a summertime, it's very overwhelming. Um, you can get it anywhere you sweat. Um, and not a lot of people know about this, but it is very, very painful. Um, I've had four major surgeries within last year and the year before that. Um, so, yeah, just bringing awareness to that and still, you know, being bold and beautiful through all of that. I think that also inspires others because not a lot of people know what we go through with that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, you know, because often, like, people, like you said, people think that everyone has to be, like what Kizzy was saying, people, they have this idea, like, you know, a certain type, you have to be perfect. But there are people who have um, conditions, autoimmune disease. I know I do a lot of with people who have lupus. And, you know, people, they hear that you have some type of condition, and it's sort of like that they want to deny you beauty, and and that's that doesn't seem to be what you're about at all. In fact, you're telling people just the opposite. Yeah, I mean, living for somebody else, that will lead to stress in the person. Like, no, you can be beautiful within your own, you know, your own skin. Who are they to tell you how you should look, how you should feel? God made everybody different. So... Just live your truth, and you'll be fine. Hmm. Yeah. So these were all your friends, and did you have a hard time getting, convincing them to do this, to be a part of this video, or did they say, "Yeah, let's do this"? Um, they they were with it from the from the beginning. Yeah, they were just like, "Just let me know when and where," and you know, um, I had them come from different cities and most of them, you know, they, they love the idea because they never really even did that, you know. Um, some people have never even wore a swimsuit, you know, and it's crazy that, you know, in this day and time, like, you can't even wear a swimsuit without being judged. 
So we just like, yeah, let's just do this. Let's bring that confidence out and forget what anybody has to say negatively or whatever. You know, we're all about positive vibes. Mm-hmm. So. That is funny to think of somebody who, but then, you know, when you stop and think about it, I do know people who would say, well, that's not, you know, to say haven't worn a bathing suit. Yeah, you know, because instead of just enjoying life, it's like, well, what would people say? What would people look at? What would they do? Who came up with the format of how, how the videos were going to look? Because I know the one, it's like everybody's taking off their medicine, their makeup and, and their eyelashes and everything. So who came up with that concept? I came up with the concept because originally it was going to be, uh, like, I don't know what I was going for. I was just, my, my whole vision was to, like, you could be beautiful with makeup or without makeup. It's your decision. Nobody else is, you know, don't necessarily the don't let society define who you are. Basically, that was the message. That was the concept. So, um, it was it originally like, um, like, like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think we did pretty good with the concept. We're wiping the makeup off and stuff and just letting them know, like, it's okay to go out <laughs> without makeup. Because, like I said, um, a lot of women feel like they have to be dolled up just to step outside. Like, it's okay to be your natural, beautiful self. Mm-hmm. And I especially appreciate, Danielle, that, you know, you had two different narratives going on with your perception video where you're narrating um, your friend's experience with your poetry, whereas in the fearlessness video, the women are actually speaking about, you know, their bodies and their insecurities. How did um, your friends feel after that experience? I'm sorry, what was the question? Oh, um, just how did your friends feel after um, their experience in the fearlessness video when they're just speaking about, you know, their feelings about their bodies, their insecurities? Because I know that in the perception video, you're narrating that experience through your poetry, um, whereas in the fearlessness video, it's them, you know, sh- um, expressing themselves. So how did those um, women, your friends, feel after, you know, that experience? Um, in so many words, I think they felt free. I think they felt relieved that they can actually um, <laughs> that they can actually do that and not feel any type of negative energy after doing that. Um, and just as simple as taking off of makeup or eyelashes, you know, that gives power back to a woman, you know, because. I can't say this enough, society has made us feel like we need all of that in order to be beautiful, and that's not true. So I think they felt free. Did you help them? I mean, were those all their own words, or did they talk with you and you helped them put their feelings into words? No, that was all them. They came up with, I told them to choose a word that they, they felt that uh, would be empowering to others or something that they felt needed to be said. That was all of them. So I'm very, very proud of them. And were all these your close friends or did you, how did you put out a call for people or did you just go from your friend base? Some of them were my model sisters. Some of them were close friends and some of them were just people that I knew. Um, so it all came together, um, and nobody really knew this, but at the time, I was very sick. So <laughs> I was like, but God, God seen us through, and um, everything came how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Your poem, Me, did you, when did you write that? And is that something that you have found evolved over the years to where you go back and look at it and maybe say I need to add something to that or change it? No, that was one of my first poems and I still that's like my introductory piece. Like I always start off with that. 
Um, normally, when I book for a show, I do at least three poems, and I start off with that one because that's the introduction to who I am. So it, it always makes me feel whole doing that piece, just um, going back and looking at how far God has brought me. Like, that brings me great peace. And no matter how, how much I want to quit, that's one of the things that make me want to, you know, stand strong and say, you've been through way worse, girl. You got this. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a, a request of you. In the last part, would you be willing to do that poem for us? Of course. Okay, awesome, awesome. I love that. You know, I'm not gonna. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more, but I mean, it's just something, something. I I really like it, and how you say how you you always try to do that. What has been the response to that over the years? Do you see a different response from when you first started doing it? And is it, and is the response due to the words or the passion that you're putting into it? How you're feeling? Each year, as you grow stronger and you and you're more, you. Um, I feel like people when I speak and I do my poems, um, people actually sit down and take the time to really think about it because all of my poems are deep. You know, um, it's not necessarily with the big words, but I make you feel it. You're going to feel it either way, whether you've been through it or you can actually just feel how my emotions come through that form. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I definitely love the energy that I get when people hear it or they give me feedback on it. Mm-hmm. Now, Eddie is with Rainbow Publishing. Um, are you going to or have you published any books of your poetry? I have. Um, on my 30th birthday, I published my first book, my book of poetry called Danielle Unfolded by Passing the Liner. Mm-hmm. That's also on the website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take our second break and I want to talk to the website, but when we come back, I w- I'd like it if you would, if you're up to it, if you would perform me, we would open it with that, okay? Okay. All right, well, we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm joined today by my colleague Kizzy Joseph and we are talking with Danielle Hall who is also known as Passion the Lioness. Um, I'm really excited. I always love to hear people perform their poetry. One of the poems that she's going to perform for us right now is called Me. Yeah, I would say it is one of her signature pieces, which she opens many of her performances with. So, without further ado, Passion, the Lioness, performing Me. Me. Who am I? I don't even know me. I used to know me. Now I'm acting unusual slowly. Like the rain, here go the gain. All the pain is making me go insane. See, I've been waiting on the nugget to complete me. But what I have to find is in my heart very deeply. I don't think I can take another to leave. I just need someone to believe, see me. My love never cost it. But people's lives always bought them. You see me? I'm a cute fine breezy. But people don't see me. They see someone I try to be. Me. Who is that? I have to reverse my mind like a Cadillac sitting way back, sipping on a drink. Hold up. 
I still gotta be because even though I'm old, I still don't know me. So I go to the past. I have a couple of laughs, proud, break time, think about my old crimes, face my fears, and drop some tears. And once I do that, well, that's when I find me. And all my family and friends will see that Danielle is the real person I want to be. Like Muhammad Ali, I fly like a butterfly and I sing like a bee. I'm so happy that I found me. Wow. It's powerful. I mean, really. Uh, what ha- what has been the most powerful experience you've had with an audience member or from someone after you've performed that? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many different experiences but like I said I love the vibes when they come up to me they hug me they tell me like I'm an inspiration or some of them might even cry you know um but I I just appreciate all the love and the support now you said that um your family has been very supportive of you the first time that you did it before them what was their response Oh, they were very happy. They were very happy. They were just, you know, proud of me and definitely encouraging and encouraging me to keep on going. Mm-hmm. So you've got your website and you've become your own brand, your own business. Are you still? doing all the other things and modeling, uh, acting. I know that part of you do an event planning. How did you develop from just being that little poet from Fort Worth <laughs> to this entrepreneur? Um, well, actually, when I started doing my poetry, it was, uh, I had the name Passion, the Poetic Lightness. And then um, I had this I had two separate pages. I had one for my modeling, and I had one for my poetry. Well, one of my pages on Facebook got deleted, so that made me merge everything together, and that's how it came all into one as Passion the Lioness. So I just took off the poetic and just put Passion the Lioness and just made it the full brand. And... Do you limit your, are you all over the country or are you for the most part in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Um, I do travel. I do travel the U.S. Um, I haven't been out the country, but I do travel all over the, the U.S. And give us some examples of some cities you've performed in. Um, Louisiana, mm-hmm. Georgia just the name of you and how do people I mean how I mean is it through the poetry circuit or how have you people learned about you um well say for instance there's one time I did this it was a women empowerment tea tea party event um that I put together with one of my good friends Jocelyn Willis and um one of my friends that were, were there, she posted my video and they contacted me and said that they were looking for somebody to write and perform a form for their church fifth year anniversary. And so they that's how they contacted me through for that event. So um, most of the time they contact me on my Facebook business page or through my website. Mm-hmm. But you can also contact me through my email as well. And do you have any intentions or goals, um, just in general, regarding your career? Um, well, right now I'm just starting off small, just trying to get the business out there. I'm in the process of doing a meet and greet with the author since I already got my book signing. But just trying to build that that audience back up with my book and everything. Um, I do have a place. Well, it's actually a series called Lay Down My Burden that I'll be in that we're working on. So, yeah, it's a lot of things coming up that uh, y'all can find on my page, um, on Facebook, all things Passion Alignment. 
<laughs> Sounds awesome. You know, we often talk about, and a lot of things that, that we've talked about is how you've empowered you, women's empowerment and, you know, and image that women have of themselves and being positive about that. What has been a response that you've gotten from men in your audience? And what message are you trying to get to? Are you hoping that they'll take away from what you do? Um, I mean, so far, most of the men have been pretty positive. Uh, they tell us to keep going, keep doing our thing. Um, but, of course, you have some that some they don't really uh, support the BBW movement. Um, but that's okay. You know, we don't, we, don't, we don't deal with the negativity. We only deal with positive vibes. So, for the most part, it's been pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because women can be strong, but we also in some ways need to at least put something in a man's mind, put something in our young boy's mind as far as they're doing it. What do you work with young women, like women who are still in high school even, as part of your mentoring? Um, That is the goal I want to. I haven't yet, but I want to. That is the goal. You know, how you can go to, like, the, the high schools or like the boys and girls club and just kind of talk to them. So uh, right now I'm starting off with my little cousins and nieces and everything. But uh, I eventually want to do that where I can go to the schools and the boys and girls club, churches and things like that. Now on your page you also have where people can shop. <laughs> what exactly are they shopping for from Passion the Lioness? Um, well, I have t-shirts, I have mugs, I have my books, and I'm going to be adding more items soon, so um, they can go to my website, which is www.passionthelioness.com, and they can shop for those items as well. And Danielle Unfolded, is that mostly poetry yes. or what all is in your book? What is, what would, how would you describe your book? You know, your elevator pitch, if you're going to tell someone about this book and why would you recommend it to, this is going, your interview is going to air during National Women's Month. Um, why is it something that a woman should want to have on her shelf? bookshelf. Yes, um, Danielle, um, Danielle Unfolded by Fashion is a book of poetry about my life. It's real deep, raw, and uncut. It will have you with your feelings, but it will leave you feeling free and looking forward to more in life. Um, we all have a story. We all been through things, you know, and this is this book is just a part of my journey to let others know that they too can move forward from all the hardships in life. Mm-hmm. And if you had to, from the outside, if you were telling people, you know, particularly women, what would what would be your message to them? To just believe in yourself and whatever you choose to do, make sure you go all the way through with it, you know. Um, there's nothing that you can't do that you don't, you know, put your mind to, you know. Um, and you are beautiful inside out, no matter what anybody tells you. I mean, if somebody tells you you're beautiful, okay, that's good. But you should already know that, you know. Have that self-empowerment, that, that self-confidence in yourself so nobody can make or break you. Mm-hmm. And... How often, you, it sounds like to me that you often had to say yes to yourself. Like where people, if you said, oh, well, I'm going to do poetry and I'm going to do open mic and people might have said, oh, you know, that's scary. You can't do that. But you said yes to yourself. With modeling, you said yes to yourself. How did you get to that point to say yes to yourself? I mean, 
especially anyone who has any type of medical condition where you have to go in and deal with it. Like, you know, you said any place you have a sweat gland, you can do it. But you said, you know, you keep saying yes to yourself. What is a message that you would give to women that they can find that strength to say yes to themselves? Well, I can't speak for others, but I definitely know my concept is God before anything. You know, I always pray about it. And one of my things is I always, like, always, um, like, say, for instance, even if I'm not feeling good, I always set a date to do something so I won't stay in the bed and feel, like, depressed. I'll get out and I'll go and I'll actually do that again so I can have something to look forward to. And then after after that, um, then I'll feel good about that decision. I didn't just lay up and feel sorry for myself. I actually got up and did something productive. So that's my process. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. And I guess the one thing that we haven't talked about that you also are doing is event cons- consultation. Is it the events are around your poetry or are you just going in and helping organizations plan and develop an event? Um, I'm sorry, what are we speaking of? About your event consultation. How did you develop that process, that part of your business? Um, that's just like if you want me to come to your event and do poetry or model, whatever you want me to do, there's a consultation and whatever you want me to do, we're going to discuss that, and therefore that'll be uh, decided on how the payment plan will work. Mm-hmm. So for all of these things, okay, first of all, how do people contact you, and um, how do they contact you? What's the best way to to bring you to their city? Um, they can contact me through my email, which is passiondelioness at hotmail.com. Um, you can catch me on Facebook, passiondelioness, or you can go to my website, www.passiondelioness.com. Any of those ways you can contact me, and I will reach back out to you. And do you have any coming events? Not at this moment. We're just getting ready for the Lay Down My Burden series. Um, As I stated before, I am trying to get the meet and greet with the author, but that doesn't have a date yet. I'm just in the planning process of that. Are you doing that all through your own uh, site, or are you working with, with others to help get the meet and greets together going throughout the country, really? Um, well, right now I'm just looking for venues and seeing what's the best route to go with that. But I will be posting details as soon as I get everything ready. Mm-hmm. And do you have a, a mailing list? Can people sign up to a mailing list to find out where you're at? You know, just get regular um, updates? I do not have a mailing list, but I update all of my social media. So. That won't be too hard. Um, yeah, I haven't done the mailing list yet. So if you like Passion the Lioness on Facebook, you'll you'll find out. Yes, okay. definitely. Well, I'm gonna ask you: Is there one more other poem that you would like to do for us before we close out here? Can you do one more? Okay. What, what kind of poem would you like? Um, Kizzy, it's your call. <laughs> um, anything that, you know, the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> um, let's see. The young girl that never felt my dark skin was pretty enough, feeling that I had to be pretty. So I had to be, I mean, I'm sorry, I went to. Go ahead. This piece is called Beauty Within. See, I was the young girl that never believed my chocolate brown skin was pretty enough, feeling I could never be pretty, so I had to be tough. Living in a lifestyle that's so rough, 
See, I grew up to the Beyonce, Myers, and oh, Hillary Duff, so what does that make the dark skin people like me? Growing up feeling useless and ugly, back in the day, you rarely, rarely seen a pretty dark skinned woman on TV. So again, I think, where does that lead the dark skinned people like me? And I moved on to Brandy Norwood, aka Moesha. She taught me a lot. She taught me to be talented, give her all that I got. So today, today I stand before you. Proud of my dark chocolate, pretty brown skin, and I realized I don't have to be white, light, or thin. There are so many pretty browns of light, medium, or chocolate, just like me. So when you look at me, don't judge me by my skin. Judge me for my beauty within. Wow. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for listening. Well, Danielle, I want to thank you for being part of our Women's Month programming. Um, wish you the best of success, and I encourage everyone to go over and look at Passion the Lioness and stay in touch with her so you know what she's doing as she moves forward. Again, thank you, Danielle, for being with us today. Thank you all for having me. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Well, Kizzy, I want to thank you for joining, being a part of as we put together our Women's Mouth programming. I'm looking forward to talking with you more as we interview some more amazing women here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you so much, Michelle. Okay. And with that, I wish everyone a great day. Celebrate those women in your life who are making a difference for you and for all the girls and women in your community. I want to thank my co-host, Kizzy Joseph, and guest, Passion the Lioness, Danielle Hall, for helping me usher in Women's History Month. We'll be highlighting women making a difference in our communities from all walks of life, each week of March. Poets, water rights activists, hood feminists, mothers, daughters, and sisters, we celebrate you. This month and every day, remember the words of Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman elected to the U.S. Congress and the first woman to run for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. If they don't give you a seat at the table, Bring a folding chair. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing woman living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.